from PRX. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for the podcast that uh, never goes anywhere but is always going. It's time for the podcaster who really doesn't know what he's talking about, it, but, but eventually you'll say in the best way possible. But if you're a new listener, none, that may not sound attractive. Here, here's, does this sound attractive to you? A podcast you just barely need to listen to or don't need to listen to at all or could listen. A podcaster that'll be here to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff, but not really put you to sleep and not really just barely entertain you, maybe put you to sleep. These are the things people love about this show, but it does take some getting used to. So if you're new, give it a few tries because you deserve a good night's sleep. Even if you never listen to this podcast again, check out sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. That's got other sleepy uh, stuff on there. Because even if you don't like me or the show, you still deserve a good night's sleep. You still deserve a bedtime you could look forward to. We know how it feels, myself and, and a lot of the other people listening, while we might not have gone through whatever's keeping you awake, we can relate uh, to, to some of the feelings in the deep, dark night. So what's going to happen is I'm gonna, there's going to be a support for the show. That's how we get to be free twice a week. Then there'll be a long, meandering intro that's kind of a show within a show meant to ease you into bedtime. And then there'll be, uh, uh, so, so, uh, you know, other stuff coming up from there, uh, bedtime story and stuff like that. Uh, all to keep you company while you fall asleep. I'm so glad you're here. Like I said, give it a few tries, see how it goes. I'm here to help uh, and keep you company. And it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And these sponsors are how we're able to do this for free twice a week. All right, but Scoot's here, and, you know, you've heard these messages. I'm here to talk to you about, you know, what makes uh, things like Sleep With Me possible, stuff outside of the box, and that's our democracy and represent us. And I don't know about you, but does it really feel like our leaders are responsive uh, to our needs uh, right now? Does it feel like things are running smoothly? Because if you don't feel like that, it's okay. Uh, you're not alone. You know, there's a lot of people having the same experience, uh, wondering, hey, is there something we can do to fix this. And here's the thing. There are things we can do right now to get things back on track. This podcast is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. It's a group of shows, hosts, and networks. We're banding together to try to make things better. And we're working with a grassroots and nonpartisan organization, Represent Us and You. So all you need to do is go to represent.us slash podcast and get more info on how you can get involved. Represent Us is the largest grassroots grassroots organization working city by city and state by state to pass laws that protect democracy and improve it. You know, we need a system that works for the American people, not just special interests. So go to represent.us slash podcast and join the movement today. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody. It's time to talk about tonight's sponsor, Helix Sleep. Do yourself a favor, go to helixsleep.com slash sleep and take that Helix quiz. That was about four years ago that I took the Helix quiz, got matched with the Helix Dusk Lux, which is a perfect mattress for me and the way I sleep. Because the thing is, the Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux collection, the newly released Helix Elite collection. They have a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, even a mattress made just for kids. And how would you know which 
which one is going to fit you and your body. You just take that Helix Sleep Quiz. You find the perfect mattress in under two minutes. That personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new mattress. And here's the thing. Everybody's unique. Everybody sleeps differently. And that is why Helix has uh, several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. You know, if you're like me, I sleep on my stomach and my side. I sleep a hot, so I want to stay cool. And that's what happened. I took the quiz. I got matched with the Helix Dusk Lux. I love my Helix Dusk Lux. And the way I know is every time I leave town, I cannot wait to get back. That first night back in my Helix Dusk Lux, it's like I'm in a state of sleep bliss. Not only is it the best mattress I've slept on, but setup is fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. And Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com sleep and use the code helixpartner20. This is their best offer yet. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Support for Sleep With Me comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting your time and money with your current business software or just want to know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who switched to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable all-in-one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash with me. That's O-D-O-O.com slash with me. Odoo. Modern management made simple. All right, everybody. It is time for the Sleepy Supporters on the one part of the podcast. I need you here to where I pop my peas, if you please. I thank the listeners who supported the sponsors. And that's how we come out free twice a week is the listeners who take action. And you probably heard my messages. Hey, we got a, a few sponsors with great free trials. We've got a few sponsors right now with great free tools, Helix, Progressive, and ZocDoc. So please check those out. There's also another free way to help the show, which is just spreading the word, whether it's in person, on social media or in a forum, you, you know, that's more private or whatever. Let me know about it. Fill out the form at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash refer and let me know and I'll say thank you. I can send you a thank you video if you refer the show uh, and tag me on social media when you do it so I can say thanks as well. That's sleepwithmepodcast.com slash refer. I really appreciate it. The show grows because of word of mouth from people like you. You know, let people know your honest experience um, and I'll try to even thank you here on the Sleepy Supporter Zone. That's the first part of the Sleepy Supporter Zone. The second part is you getting the support you need right now. If you're in need of extra resources, there's links to resources, including international resources you can connect with right now. So please use those. It's also about being a part of a community and positive change, not just saying Black Lives Matter, not just saying stop AAPI hate, not just saying support Ukraine. And of course, more and more, wherever you could take action to be part of positive change. And there's resources for some places where you could start to learn more and take action in our show notes. But one of those is join an arc communities. We build hygiene kits for people experiencing homelessness. You could sign up for our newsletter. That's where everything happens at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash midnight mission. And the links to everything are in our show notes as well in your podcast app. And uh, what do you say? We oh, oh, Mystery Bard. A lot of people help out on this show. Who are they? Posty poster song. Sounds like an earful. Wrote the theme song. Edits episodes. Carl W. The Ledge. Also edits episodes. Ashley, Kenny, Scotty, Jennifer. I am the mystery bar. I do the lullabies, yeah. I 
Mystery Bard, uh, what do you say we slow it down and get on with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play, and I'll do the rest. And what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place uh, so that to take your mind off stuff to keep you company so that you could fall asleep. Like a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether that's thoughts, you know, things on your mind about the past, the present, the future, uh, thinking thoughts, uh, feelings, anything you're feeling emotionally that's coming up for you or physical sensations. Changes in time, temperature, routine. You know, you might have something coming up. You might be traveling. You might have guests. You might be going through something specific. Or you might not know. A lot of times for me, it's baffling. But whatever it is that's keeping you awake, I'm here to try to help because you deserve a good night's sleep. If I can say something and you don't hear anything else I say and you never listen to the show ever again... I hope you remember that one part. You deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a bedtime you don't have to dread, that you could feel neutral about or look forward to. You really do. And, uh, you know, that's why I make this show. There's also, I have a website. If you already say, I don't think this is a show for me. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. Has other sleep podcasts and sleepy stuff out there. But you deserve a good night's sleep. Like, you deserve the rest you need so your life is more manageable and that you could build towards flourishing. Because if your life's better, the world we live in is a better place. But it's also important, and you deserve a good night's sleep, and it's important to me, and there's a lot of other people right now nodding their heads, regular listeners. Because not only do you deserve a good night's sleep, a lot of us that are nodding our heads right now We know how it feels. Uh, We might not know exactly what you're going through, but a lot of us can relate to how it feels in the deep, dark night or before bed or two days, you know, the start of the weekend, thinking about Sunday night or in the morning or in the middle of the, you know, we know how it feels. Uh, We might not know exactly what you're going through, like I said, but we can relate. So give the show a few tries. It does take a couple episodes to get used to. That's what just hundreds and thousands, if not a million people have told me. It took two or three tries to get used to because uh, the show is very different. And uh, obviously, if you came and checked out this podcast, you're probably skeptical or doubtful. Maybe you've tried stuff year after year after year and you haven't found something that's worked consistently. Uh, well, I hope this podcast can help you. I, ho- I hope it can be something that helps. 
And what I'll do is I'll send my voice across the deep, dark night here. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, uh, pointless meanders, and superfluous tangents. So that means I'll go off topic, then I'll get mixed up. Then I'll say, wait a second, I forgot about this. And then I'll say, what was I talking about? And then I'll get mixed up again. I'm already mixed up about something, and I'm not even, you don't even know what I'm mixed up about. Then I'll misspeak like that. Uh, so, uh, but the whole idea is that uh, the creaky dulcet tones is that my voice isn't traditionally, traditionally soothing or traditionally soothing. Traditionally is a, is a, uh, a non-traditional way of saying traditional in my head. Uh, but so it's not traditionally soothing because my voice is here to be distracting, to keep you company in the deep, dark night. Because this is a podcast you don't really listen to. You just kind of barely listen. But the weird thing is you can listen. There's a few percentage of people that are listening that can't sleep at all. And I'm here to keep them company. I'll be here to the very end if you can't sleep or if you need a break during the day. But I'm here to uh, keep you company and take your mind off of stuff. Uh, But you can kind of just barely listen. Just like, you know, I go through this every once in a while. You know, there's this popular idea of active listening, and it is an important thing during the day, but it can feel like a bit of practice. It's like, oh boy, I got to have my listening. You know, who would think you'd have to have a listening A game? I mean, I guess if they were teaching anything at school, it would probably be harder than teaching maths or arithmetic, teaching listening. And you, it would take a really special teacher. This is None of this is ironic. Like, I'm serious. Uh, but they should teach listening in school. I mean, they kind of try, they tr- like, uh, they try to teach it, but they don't, te- you know, they try to uh, meta teach it or something. I don't know what I'm talking about now. I mean, it's a key part of learning. But uh, if maybe, I mean, at least for me, I guess I can't speak for everybody else. I could I could use about uh, 24 years of uh, listening education in small bites, please. I mean, I heard they came out with like Duolingo math. Uh, how about Duolingo listening? Usually I shut that off because uh, I say I can't listen right now anyway. So I can't even listen on Duolingo. I say I got to listen. I can't listen right now. Too distracted. Just keep it to the words, Duolingo. What was my point, though? Oh, you don't need to listen to me. No pressure to have that active listening. You could you could even pretend, but you don't even have to. You say, uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, yeah. Totally. Ooh, that sounds like, uh, what a day, man. Yep, I, no, I hear you. I hear you. Oh, boy, do I. Uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm, mm. You could do all that. You could even practice new stuff, uh, you say, hmm, okay, okay. Yeah, go ahead, Scoots, keep going. Uh-huh, uh-huh, hmm, mm-hmm. You could pretend you're taking, uh, but that uh, that's probably a little bit too much work because you can pretend you're taking some sort of imaginary shorthand. Uh, okay, uh-huh. But I guess if you're taking shorthand, there's something, There's here's something that's never been portrayed in a movie that I know about or a show. Uh, but maybe that, maybe this, like the lur, 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 why did I say lurlds? The world's loudest stenographer, the legend of the world's largest, loudest stenographer. Maybe that'll be, uh, is a stenographer and shorthand the same thing? I don't know. Uh, so I guess we'll, I guess I know what this episode's going to be about. 
So that's nice. I mean, that sounds like a good, like, it doesn't sound sleepy, but don't worry. It won't be an actual, rec- like, because uh, normally it wouldn't take much to be the world's largest, dis- l- loudest dis- stenographer. Maybe. I don't know. You see, you don't remember uh, uh, my cousin Vinny Three, the stenographer in that movie? And I say I don't, but you could, you could, uh, I'm sure, you know, there's a great minds think alike. So, yeah. Was there, who, was there a stenographer in that one? Um, probably there was, uh, if it was anything like my one, that was a film, uh, that may, may or may not have a stenographer in there. What about, what about, uh, like you say, well, you know, no, I only take, I'm I'm a character actor. I only play stenographers, uh, or, you know, I can stretch myself. I can be a courtroom. I can play a courtroom artist. Can't make any courtroom art, but oh boy, can I, uh, do, you know, I can, oh boy, can I put, can I, can I pretend I'm painting or drawing a person, uh, uh, you know, making a speech or whatever, Holy moly. But I prefer stenographers, you know, because they have different looks. Oh, this is a sleep podcast? Uh, holy shorthand. Uh, uh, I don't even know what that means, but uh, I just wanted to say that. Uh, phrases that have rarely been spoken. What if you had, if you had, like, if you had, there's a, there's even a punch, like, uh, if you had a, sh- uh, a, a Bible written in stenography or whatever, you'd say, holy shorthand. Uh, it's the closest thing to a joke I've ever come up with in this podcast. It's almost, that's like three, three eighths of a joke there. You know, what did this, what did the, uh, receiver of that gift the, the, when a stenographer wrote a, wrote a Bible in shorthand, what did they, the person who received it say? But you couldn't use shorthand twice. Oh, you're here for a sleep podcast that you don't need to listen to. I think that's what I've been rambling about for about eight minutes. Uh, so this is a podcast you don't really listen to. doesn't put you to sleep either. I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep. Uh, so I'll be here to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff. Uh, to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar bud, your boar bestie, your boar burr, your neighbor. I'm here to be your friend in the deep, dark night and keep you company so that you could fall asleep, to take your mind off of stuff that uh, so you could drift off. So this is a this first sleep podcast, but it doesn't put you to sleep. Doesn't really, it just keeps you company. I'm a friend in the deep, dark night. So those are two things to know. Take some getting used to. I think I said that uh, a lot of people get to the show and they're like, what is this? Uh, it never is going anywhere. And I say, well, it's always never going anywhere. Uh, it's just like, like you'd say the world's loudest stenographer, pretty quiet. You might say, huh, makes sense. Or you might say, none of this makes any sense. And I'd say, well, you're in the right place. So those are a few things to know. Another thing that could throw people off is the structure of the show. And the structure is, uh, it follows a very specific structure, but you can't adjust it as you become a regular listener. Uh, so the show starts off with a greeting, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So hopefully you feel seen and welcome. Then there's, uh, there's, uh, um, so there's a gr- greeting and then there's support for the show. So it can come out for free twice a week, be optional to pay for it. And then there's an intro. Oh, then there's support for the show. So that's the support for the show. Then there's support for people, p- people that, that listen to the show and, uh, 
support for communities around the show. Then there's the intro, which we're like about 10 minutes into. The intro can be anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes long. And sometimes people associate the intro and the sponsor support and the supporter zone and all that together. But the sponsor supports what keeps it coming out for free on the regular. The intro is supposed to introduce the podcast. But if you're a regular listener, it's meant to ease you into bedtime. Or if you're new, it could ease you into bedtime. But ideally, for a lot of listeners, the intro is part of their wind-down routine. Whether you're getting ready for bed, you're doing another chill activity, or you're in bed getting comfortable, the intro is a slow wind-down to give you some space between being awake and asleep. And that's just what's been shown to work, and actually what works for me is having a wind-down routine. Like, so this podcast, it, it, it just can't put you to sleep right away. And I'm not sure, like for some people, they might find something that works for them regularly that does. But for this show, it's a companion. So it eases you into bedtime and ideally just to stop listening to me and, and I keep going. Or some people set sleep timers. But you could kind of adjust how you listen as you become a regular listener just to see how it goes. So that's um, the, the intro. Then there's support between the intro and the story, uh, so the show can be free. And then there'll be a bedtime story. Apparently tonight will be about the world's loudest stenographer. Uh, but we'll probably change that title because you say, why would I listen to a sleep podcast about a loud stenographer? And I'd say, I don't know, because I just thought of it just came up during the intro. And I said, well, that'll make an interesting story. So, but what, like, to me, what's interesting, you say, okay, yeah, that sounds like something I could just barely listen to. So, okay, so that's the story. Then the show ends with thank yous and good nights. So that's the structure of the show. That's why I make the show. I'm really glad you're here. I really appreciate you coming by and checking the show out, and I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by, and here's a couple ways we're able to do it for you for free twice a week. Sleep With Me is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. All right, everybody. It is time to talk about tonight's sponsor, ZocDoc. And I don't know if you're one of those people that decides to treat yourself to something nice every once in a while. I mean, because we all deserve it, right? Maybe you're getting a pedicure and you opt for that 10-minute foot massage. Oh, boy. Or instead of having coffee at home, you go down to that latte shop and you have them whip you up something nice. Well, why is it, you know, those treats are so important. But when it comes to finding a doctor, most of us just settle. And that's when it comes to our health, right? Well, that's... 
that's where ZocDoc comes in. It's a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top-tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with the receptionist. And these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients. And we're talking about booking appointments with tens of thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed, credible doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance or locate near you and treat basically any condition you're looking for. And the typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is just between 24 and 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. You know, I've searched for doctors using ZocDoc. I've heard from listeners who've used ZocDoc, and I think you should check it out too. Go to ZocDoc.com sleep and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rate a doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash sleep. That's ZocDoc.com slash sleep. So download that ZocDoc app, use it, and let me know about it. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody. This is one of these famous tales that's never been told before, but I thought I should look up uh, some facts just to... um, like, uh, uh, this is like this tale called the, the world's loudest stenographer. And, uh, I just wanted to, uh, look up, uh, make sure I had some of my facts straight, even though I already know the story is, uh, like a, a stenographer, uh, and, you know, just make sure that, uh, you, you all knew that, uh. So this is from, uh, oh, maybe I should just look it up on Wikipedia. So Wikipedia comes under stenotype, S-T-E-N-O-T-Y-P-E. The stenotype, a steno machine or stenotype machine, shorthand machine, stenograph, or steno writer. It's a specialized corded type board, keyboard or typewriter used by stenographers for shorthand use. In order to pass a U.S. registered professional reporter test, a trained uh, person must uh, write speeds of approximately 180, 200, and 225 words per minute at very high accuracy. Some stenographers can reach words of 300 per minute, and uh, the website has an official record for American English at 375 words a minute. Uh, now, just this is the keyboards, uh, steno, steno, stenotype or stenotype. You say steno, I say sten, stenopad. Stenopad. Uh, no, it's a stenopad. Uh, it's, it has far fewer keys than a conventional alphanumeric com- keyboard. Multiple keys are pressed simulta- simultaneously known as cording or stroking. This is stuff I didn't actually notice. Spell out whole syllables, words, and phrases with a single hand motion. And this makes real-time transcription practical. Uh, for certain situations, because the keyboard does not contain all the letters of the English alphabet, letter, letter combinations are substituted for the missing letters. 
And there are several uh, schools of thought on how to record various sounds, such as Stened, Phoenix, and Magnum Steno theories. First shorthand machine, stenotype wasn't used for 80 years or more, was uh, a punched paper strip built uh, in uh, 1830. The first machine was 1863, but actual use was 1880 in Italy. In the U.S., uh, 1875, there was a patent filed, and then in 1879, the shorthand machine... And 1909 in France, and the the most uh, related to today's stenotype or stenotype was uh, created by Wardstone, Ireland in 1913, and stenotype was applied to the machine and. Uh, Modern hardware, the mo- there's modern keyboards that have more in common with computers than they do with typewriters or QWERTY computer keyboards. And most contain microprocessors that allow sensitivity adjustments. So this isn't so so important because this was this is an older tale. Uh, just, uh, there's uh, many steno enthusiasts are making and selling keyboards designed for use with Plover an open-source steno software, and there's a few different ones like those. There's also maps of the keyboard layout and describing home position. Steno paper has become almost obsolete with the advancement in paperless stenotype machines. When it's used, though, steno paper comes out of a stenotype machine at the rate of one row per cord. With the pressed letters printed out in 22 columns corresponding to, to 22 keys. Don't know if I understand that. Uh, and there's even a chord chart for consonants and vowels, uh, final consonants, punctuation. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Cover a little bit of shorthand really quick. Shorthand is abbreviated abbreviated symbolic writing method. That's what I, I always the idea of a steno pad. Uh, when I would see them around my house, I don't know. Um, I guess my dad maybe took notes in them sometimes. Uh, they were not in uh, written in shorthand though. It increases speed and brevity of writing compared to longhand. It's a more common method of writing a language. A longhand is a process of writing shorthand is called stenography from the Greek stenos, narrow, and graphene to write. Uh, narrow writing, not shorthand. Uh, give me a little narrow write, eh? It's also been called brachis. Brachography and tachography from Greek, uh, short or swift. So fast writing, that's what I do. Actually, I don't write fast, even when I'm trying to, you know, I don't. And there's a variety of 19th century systems. Uh, Many forms of shorthand exist according to Wikipedia. It provides symbols or abbreviations for words and common phrases, which can allow someone well-trained in the system to write quickly as people speak. 
abbreviation methods are uh, alphabet-based uh, and use different... So anyway, th- I just wanted to make sure I wasn't misusing stenographer in uh, this case. Uh, like, uh, of course, uh, the, the world's loudest stenographer... And this was a famous case. Uh, it didn't, you know. Again, these are tales rarely told. And this was actually uh, the um, like one of the times uh, I like I actually helped. It like I don't want to brag because you know this stuff. I'm not even supposed to make it public information. But there was like there's times. Uh, mostly, it's involved uh, the trick or treat season. And Lady Witchbeard. But if you're new, like, I do have other jobs other than making a sleep podcast. Uh, though I'd call this a pastime at this point. And there's this one bed and breakfast. Now, I've pitched this actually to other hotels and other companies. But normally, like, I'm laughing. They undervalue things so greatly. Which is weird because they pay for, like, video production and, and video editing and stuff. Uh but, um, like when you tell them, Hey, this is what I would consider reasonable compensation. They say, well, we were thinking like, uh, you just get a free hotel room for one night. And they'd say, well, it takes me like, uh, to, <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Maybe, um, no, thank you. Or they say, well, how about two nights? Maybe three. And I say, okay, that like, uh, thank you for your time. Uh, so, um, I mean, I say appreciate it, appreciate it very much. Uh, but so, but th- this is actually uh, different because this is a bed and breakfast. Now, still in the history of the uh, podcast, uh, haven't had really very many uh, situ- bed and breakfast situations other than this one. Um, I'm trying to think if I, I stayed at a bed and breakfast for a wedding uh, or two weddings, maybe. So, okay. But so, so there's a bed and breakfast, uh, and it's run by a couple and they used to hire me in the early days of the podcast. Cause I was like, well, you know, I was, I was supporting the podcast with my, you know, my day job and then this hobby, mostly my day job, uh, and, um, like, so, but this bed and breakfast, they said, hey, why don't you come out here? We have a very unique clientele. And normally, it's different than a normal bed and breakfast that's usually couples. They said most of uh, our clientele are individual, like individual beings. And they're actually coming for bed and breakfast, like a little R&R, usually multiple nights. And, you know, our clients are confidential Though I've broke, like, uh, though, yeah, like I've gotten permission when I've, you know, I said, well, this person was famous, you know, for the monster, you know, monster mash or whatever for that song similar to the, like, uh, you, you know, like Lady Witchbeard for one. I mean, well, actually you, her real name's Connie, uh, which named Connie. That was the first episode Lady Witchbeard was in. Okay. But I'm way off track as usual. So. Where was that? Witchbeard, Lady Witchbeard. So, um, okay, so there's a bed and breakfast. That's where I was. And they would have me go tell bedtime stories in the vicinity of their clients that were having trouble sleeping. And it worked great. Uh, 
but I slowly found that I had a greater role there and I would spend time with the clients in a, in a, just as a, like as a listener and willing to walk with them in an unofficial capacity as a, a helper, but not a, um, I don't know, I guess similar to a friend would help someone, not like uh, giving them advice or anything, but walking with them and, and keeping them company a lot of times. They would go, because um, the other thing about this bed and breakfast, and where the clients did not drive there most of the time, behind this bed and breakfast, well, as usual with most of them, there's like a breakfast, you know, outdoor breakfast area. And then there's some gardens. I'm not sure if you'd classify them as English or Scottish or French or I don't know. And then there's uh, some more water-based gardens. Then there's a duck pond and there's cottages back there, not on the duck pond, but, you know, in between these different features that you may or may not find in a lot of archetypal bed and breakfast. Of course, yeah, oh boy. The listeners, I'd be remiss if I didn't say yes. There were are plenty of doilies and French doors. Couldn't I don't think I don't know if you get I don't know what a leaded window is, uh, but oh, glass doorknobs. That's another thing they have, uh, and that's what I expect to find at a bed and breakfast. Like uh, French doors at some point, not in my room, obviously, unless I had some sort of balcony situation. Uh, glass doorknob, not necessarily, you know, it, it, just to see a glass door, like an associated, uh, guess that's not a requirement. French doors probably are, but I wouldn't even remember. I'd say, oh, were there French doors at that, uh, bed and breakfast or not? What was the other thing? And stuff in the back, uh, gardens or something like that, breakfast in a bed. Oh, doilies. There's gotta be doilies. Uh, tea cozy, maybe. I don't necessarily have to have a poster bed or a canopy bed, but having one, I, I would like say you at least have one on site, right? Uh, like in one of the rooms, uh, bra- probably some bed with brass or iron. And uh, trying to think of other things. I mean, I could go, I'm, I know there's like a society of uh, inns, you know, because I've seen it and I've checked into places. I could do that. Like the Roy G. Biv Institute. Remember, that's another idea that's never gone anywhere, but I'd like it to. Uh, is uh, all my, you know, w- one day all holiday lights will be Roy G. Biv approved. Uh, and you say, does that mean they go in Roy G. Biv order? Not necessarily. It means you pay the fee to the Roy G. Biv Institute and we approve your lights if we approve them. You know, and the fee will help us uh, have the funds to possibly approve your lights uh, certified. RG, Roy G. Biv Institute certified. Also have to pay off. The, apparently there's a Roy G. Biv estate. It was some kid and his family after they watched uh, 3 to one Contact at some point. Uh, typical. It was a kid's idea at least, but now the kid's are like a... I don't even know, like, uh, older than me, but, uh, they said, uh, can you, could, could, could we, uh, patent or whatever, copyright Roy G. Biv? And I say, great, uh, but at this point, you know, we've lived long enough that there's probably a Roy G. Biv walking around somewhere. Wouldn't be a Roy because it would be, what about Biv G. Roy? 
is there a Roy? Could, could that be in, uh, like season five? Uh, it's me, Biv, uh, Bev and Biv, the, the Roy twins, uh, they, they, they could, I mean, they could be, they could just be cousins or something. I'm Bev, Bev and Biv, uh, Biv and Bev, uh, the Roy twins, uh, yeah, we're here to, uh, maybe I could just invent them. Like that could be like a new podcast. Uh, oh, that's the Roy's are fictional. Oh no. Okay. Oh, okay. So, um, oh, the bed and breakfast. So behind the dock pond is also like a little nature walk. But if you go out on this nature walk, uh, again, this is private property. So just don't show up there and try it. Cause you can't get there anyway. It's a very specific path, but this path connects to the transverse plane and I've talked about this, but not in a while transverse plane. This was something that I discovered way back, whatever, 2013, 2014, before the glory days of multiverses, you know, before, uh, the, you know, the, like, uh, that became one of the famous, like, like it became, before it really became glorified, the whole multiverse. And I mean, nowadays, uh, every, everybody says, uh, I think I have a general idea. Maybe I'll watch that graphic uh, again to get a better grasp of multiverse, because uh, I'm still not sure I understand it. But uh, I pretend, you know, everybody pretends they understand what a multiverse is. Transverse plane is two different things. The transverse, uh, is, uh, I guess it's di different than the mall. It's where, uh, like, uh, the cross, like, like, uh, it's, it's, it's a place where I guess multiverses intersect or cross over one another or that it's easy, you know, they're closely, if, if they're like some sort of, uh, it's where it's easy to access. Uh, it's a so that's the transverse, uh, which I guess is the same as a multiverse. I think it's just an easier way to like multiverse means everything. Like they're all over the place, but then when you start making them like oh there's little tubes, the transverse you'd say oh, okay. So I could see that there's a, like a, they might not be overlapping, but they're within range of another. The pl transverse plane. So if you go out behind the scene, there's a transverse plane, which just basically means the area you're walking and you can access the transverse plane. Now, the difference between the like uh, the transverse plane is that uh, there's some other force at work because it's not like, okay, I want to go to whatever PQV variant 44 and, you know, take a look at the, uh, whatever, beak verse or something like that. And this one, it takes you where you need to go. So, and only if you're, like, as far as I know, I don't like to brag, but only if you're accompanied by me. So I would take the people, walk, the guests of the hotel, and then I would go out for a walk with them. And we would discover via the transverse plane what we need to bring them on their journey. But I guess it wasn't independent of me because the guests would also arrive from the transverse plane. And probably they'd be out. Somebody would be like, well, you just got, there's probably somewhere else. Uh, huh, I don't even know. Maybe it's just a country lane that they drive down and then there's a parking area and then they come in. 
But the only reason that's important is that, uh, like, uh, th- that, uh, this was when I was at, this was not that long ago. I was working at the bed and breakfast. I said, I got to keep my, you know, I got to keep my in-person, you know, one day people value, uh, in-person bedtime stories, uh, at a, you know, the, the realize, okay, you, yeah, you've been making a thousand episodes. No wonder it costs, uh, money. Uh, but so, uh, you know, to do it in person or at a hotel, but so, I was like, I got to keep my game on and it's different, you know, doing, it's not that different doing it in person. I just got to, you know, maintain respectful, but these are non-human people normally or non, uh, what are we called? The mammals, uh, human, human, I forgot. I, I don't know what species we are, humongous or something, a homo sapiens. And so I was out there and they got, we, they said, we got two guests, uh, and they can't get along like, uh, they're from the, like, uh, they're about to go to some big, uh, presentation in the official, like official capacity. And they're both really, neither one of them could sleep good. So we need you to help them fall asleep. And I can't talk about that because that's covered by my, you know, understanding of like, uh, but I can tell you all the other details about them other than our professional part. And, you know, also like the parts where I'm, you know, trying to be uh, sneakily heroic. And again, this is stuff normal we don't normally hear about, except in myths, and it seems a little bit different. So hearing about it in modern days is probably going to be a bit confusing. But the two guests, uh, one was what you would say is the keeper of the sun, uh, and the other was the keeper of the moon, or the sun keeper and the moon keeper. But really, like, that's just like a simple title, like, uh, that one kind of keeps the spirit of the sun and the spirit of the moon. And they also represent the sun or the moon. And, you know, they have different powers or whatever. But apparently, you know, other than Pluto, you know, most of the people, most of the solar system is drama free. You know, you don't have things saying, your planet, you're not a, you know, none of the other planets have to deal with this except for maybe Neptune or whoever's last, uh, and Uranus being the butt of a bunch of jokes. There's not a lot going on, you know, like, uh, I mean, maybe songs, but that's cool. I'm Venus, you know, I'm your fire. What's your desire? Or others, you know, Saturn, you know, uh, Saturn's rings. Oh boy, are they great. Or, you know, whatever songs, Jupiter, when Jupiter comes out, no, when, uh, something comes out and Mercury comes out and I do come on. So, uh, what was I saying? So there, you think there's not a lot of drama going on in the solar system, except for the natural drama, you know, inner, what we would call interpersonal drama. But just because we're humans uh, doesn't mean that a tendency, like that all the human tendencies, like maybe a lot of this is about being sentient uh, and conscience, whatever, consciousness, having consciousness versus uh, being a human. Some of this stuff, I, I would assume, because neither one of these people were human. 
but I'll refer to them as people because uh, that's kind of how we interacted. And they, you know, they, they, you know, would remind me, and I've been around enough to know I know very little. They say, okay, well, you just, yeah, you, what do you mean you represent the sun? Is who's going to be next? Representative from the Lollipop Guild? And they said, I'm sorry, what? And they said, like they said, you don't, you, like, it's not an, I, I can take it without offense. They say, well, it's just beyond your understanding. And separately, and this is public knowledge out there in the um, world beyond our world, in the transverse plane. Wait a second, this might not even have been our sun and the moon. That makes a little more sense to me. Just realize that. Uh, but close enough because it was on the other side of the transverse plane. I didn't, huh. Interesting. They came here. Could have been, though. But basically, this drama, you know, drama comes up at times. You know, Earth, uh, are we on the back of a turtle or not? Uh, you know, news at 11. Uh, what, you know, who's, who's like, uh, who's the center of the universe? But this was more of like, uh, it was a real uh, decision case they were going to make. Uh, kind of between the moon and the sun of, uh, like vying for dominance, uh, in the hearts and minds of people for once and for all, because I guess at least where this was, uh, the two of them were going back and forth and I'm not just talking about across the sky, uh, you know, they got, you know, there's gravitational stuff going on. And, you know, they're doing campaigning, trying to win hearts and minds. And I guess people found it exhausting because they said, like, I, I, I'd like to enjoy you both. Or, or you know, why, please don't send me, dear son, don't send me any mailers, okay? And just because you didn't mail it doesn't make it a mail. Just because you hung it on my doorknob, uh, soul, do you have soul for soul, you know, whatever it was, uh, don't do it, okay? And that was pretty much uh, the common feeling. So what they decided was they were just going to have a big case and that a group of their peers would decide along with, uh, um, you know, some sort of person with sound judgment, which one was the best. Because uh, that was basically what they are going, well, I'm the best, you know, I'm like, well, I'm, you know, everybody needs me for warmth. Uh, okay. But that makes me the best because not every, people want, like, desire me. They don't need the moon. They just love the moon. And the sense of, well, you know, and this is like, uh, so it's just kind of, you know, stuff like that. And, and people did try to help them work it out uh, and uh, to, to, to figure out, like, okay. And so, so these two were the representatives uh, of the sun and the moon. And they were, they were so, they were so exhausted. They couldn't sleep either one of them, uh, except, you know, with a little bit of Scoots' magic. Uh, and I really listened to both of them. They seemed like they were going through the same thing. They had great, uh, affinity for, for, for whoever they represented in a belief, uh, but not necessarily belief that the sun was the best or the moon was the best. Uh, they also both were very concerned with like what would happen to them, you know, their 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 uh, planet. Oh, sun's different, than, you know, to their client. Uh, 
to their supervisor, uh, what would happen if they, you know, the other one won and that created some, you know, stress too. And I don't want to make broad statements about, uh, celestial beings. There you go. But, uh, obviously, you know, they, uh, they have a, like a, like a heightened version of what you would consider a view of themselves. And they're not always the best listeners, even the moon, not us and, you know, or the sun, uh, you'd say, wow, I mean, uh, uh, like, uh, I don't know who I've told more secrets to, uh, but, uh, the moon, okay, the moon won that one, but that wasn't part of this story anyway. But I said, well, what if, um, like, uh, who's in charge of this whole thing anyway? And they said, oh, you know, the Celestial Council on, uh, you know, good planetary policy and uh, a couple other groups uh, and the official, uh, and I said, could you... And I said this both to both of them separate. I said, could you do a, like a request for a change of venue? And they said, uh, w- why? And I said, well, I said, maybe some fresh perspective. I, guess, I said, because this sounds like the system is perpetuating this rivalry. And, uh, you know, what's going to happen is that, you know, other planets that are visible at nighttime or daytime, whoever wins, they're going to think about it too. And then they're going to want to have their chance. And this could just spread across the whole universe. So, and I'm sure there's a lot of benefit from it being high, I'm sure it's high profile out there. And I said, like, uh, we could settle it somewhat privately. And, uh, they said, okay, uh, what's your plan? Uh, and I said, well, okay, you gotta have, um, you know, impartial person and whatever the, the group of, uh, peers. So keep those. But I said, uh, let's find a spot. And then I had to trust the transverse plane. Now, a couple other things to know about the transverse plane is when you first start walking through. So I walked with each one, uh, the moon's representative, the keep, moon keeper and the sun keeper. And we walked, and initially when you go through there, a lot of times it's cotton candy. It, you go through a cotton candy realm. And uh, that really helped lighten up the mood and, and talk about trust building because both of them, they said, this looks like, smells like cotton candy. looks like cotton candy. And I said, it is. Uh, and then we had cotton candy fights and ate cotton candy, put it in each other's mouths, uh, made cotton candy, you know, beards and hair, even pretended we were cotton candy barristers. Uh, and... Uh, members of parliament, uh, we had a lot of fun with cotton candy. And eventually we both ended up in a place that I said, well, this could be the place, uh, like, cause I said, the transverse plane has wisdom. So it kind of picked this, uh, like, uh, it was, which was strange. It was like, uh, it was the, uh, like, uh, w- like back when uh, Burger Kings used to have, um, uh, a sunroom that was like, Bur- I don't know if that was Burger King's answer to the playland. If it was, uh, so- 
Sorry for laughing at you, Burger King, but uh, all of a sudden, a while in the 80s, uh, Burger King's like had basically like uh, you've seen it at people's houses where they say, Well, this is our sunroom, our whatever you call it, greenhouse room. Burger King just put them on the front of Burger King's, so you could, especially in the east coast, so you could pretend you're sitting outside in the winter. Meanwhile, they allowed, there's like, we used to throw each uh, ashtrays at each other, me and my siblings. Uh, so, like, this was like a, like a, basically an old version of that. Like, uh, with the sun, I said, well, what about that sunroom? I said, and then the sun started laughing. I said, okay. I said, it's a, I said, it's an area to view the sky. I said, there'll be a good backdrop. Uh, and they said, okay. And they said, well, what would be the valuations, you know, because obviously the Council on Planetary Matters and for the good governance of uh, celestial beings or whatever, they have their own standards. They were going to, you know, basically have us do this. I said, nah. And I said, don't worry, I'll take care of everything. Uh, and we'll get this all figured out. Uh, and I said, the only one, one other thing you had to agree to is that if we can't reach a consensus decision between the person with sound judgment and the peers uh, within seven seven nights uh, of it getting dark outside. Uh, I said, I hope the, the time changes. Uh, and then and I said, just 724. I said, I'll set a time equivalent to seven Earth days. Uh, so I said, oh, yeah, there won't be any night or day without the moon or the sun. They'll be occupied. And they said, okay, we can, we can get them to agree to that. Uh, so they headed off. Uh, and I did inform them. I know some of you are like, uh, what's the ethics of being an imaginary uh, interloper or whatever? And I said, yeah, no, I let them know. I said, you know, I'm working on this with the, uh, the keep sun keeper too and the moon keeper. Oh, okay, don't worry. We'll, we'll figure, you know, because they all had to agree anyway. And I knew at the time that the key to making all this work uh, was uh, someone named Sanders. And Sanders, was she was known as the world's loudest uh, 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 stenographer and uh, transcriptionist uh, or whatever, live transcriptionist. And so I, I got a hold of uh, Sanders. I said, hey, I got something big coming up. Uh, I'd met them on the transverse plane, too. I'd met Sanders out on the transverse plane. So Sanders said, don't worry, I'll be there. Uh, count on it. Uh, and, of course, the like person was sound. I said, don't worry. Uh, this is going to be a, a, a thing. Uh, so then the first day we did calisthenics, uh, the d day one. And... Uh, like uh, they, the you know, because they all had like they had teams of uh, obviously like uh, well, you know, people that went to school for stuff, uh, to uh, experts in everything, and you know, saying point of order. And I said, actually, I'm in charge of this. Uh, uh, and they said, where's the agenda? And I said, the agenda is calisthenics. Uh, we're all going to be stretching. We had someone to lead calisthenics. And so we got to get loosened up uh, for the whole whole day. That's all we did was like do calisthenics, then have a break and a snack. Uh, do more calisthenics, had a break and a snack. 
then the next day, I said, uh, we're going to, um, we're going to go tree climbing. Uh, and then everybody said, we can't go tree climbing because the sun and the moon aren't out. I said, oh boy. Okay. That's, uh, so we can't go tree climbing. Also, it could be awkward for the sun and the moon to tree climb. And, you know, this, you're bringing your earthly assumptions here. And, uh, the whole time, um, Sanders is like, uh, like when I say the world's lost transcriptions, most transcriptionists and uh, stenographers are very quiet. Uh, so Sanders is going, huh? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Tree, no tree climbing, stuff like that. Uh, then the third day. I said, okay, that's it. You know, everybody dismissed for the day, adjourned. Uh, and I said, I always wanted to say that. Then the third day, I said, okay, okay. Uh, you know, no teams. Uh, the uh, I, I want to both the sun and the moon uh, to uh, separately... Uh, under your voice, uh, talk about what it might be like if you were the opposite, if you were the sun or the moon. And they said, we're not opposites. And I said, interesting. So you're not opposites, eh? And they said, well, what do you mean under your breath at the same time? I said, okay, how about this? So we'll separate you two. And each one of you will, uh, come up with your own speech about why it's great to be the moon if you're the sun and why it's great to be the sun if you're the moon and what you might think about that. Uh, and you'll just do it here with uh, Sanders. Uh, and this is where Sanders' power really came in because neither one of them was prepared and they had kind of, and I'm not trying to, you know, judge the sun or the moon. But they kind of were relying on their teams. Of course, their team said, we, and I said, there is no, uh, I said, I object to your objection. Uh, you're overruled. Uh, so have you listened to any episodes of Sleep With Me? There's always uh, going to be like, a, and they said, oh, yeah, we have. We're familiar with those get basos. So each, the sun and the moon, each had to sit there with Sanders and kind of come up with their idea. But the whole time Sanders was going, mm-hmm, okay, yes. Uh, and uh, they both got very flustered because they both felt like, I can't, pay, I can't figure out what I'm going to say. Every time I try to say something, they said, can I get another stenographer? I said, I'm sorry, this is the only stenographer we have. Uh, this is Sanders. Uh and, uh, then like that dragged on for a day, but we got it done. Uh, it was, just, it was just like a thought activity anyway, whatever we call it, thought experiment. And then the next day after that, I said, okay, go, go ahead. Like you're going to give your own presentation of why you feel like you're the best today. And again, they had to do that every time. They said, well, you know, I'm the sun. I believe I'm the best because, you know, I'm a source of heat and light. And then Sanders would go, uh, heat and light, uh-huh. heat and light. So sometimes, and I don't think Sanders knew that's the beauty of it, that it's like uh, by repeating it two or three times, uh, the sun did not heat and light. Because uh, the sun would make dramatic, a lot of dramatic pauses. And, and then be like Sanders did like four, heat and light, and then underlined it. Uh, 
You know, the sun says, you know, I, I change with the seasons. Uh, I'm there. You know, there's other planets uh, I provide, you know, like you got, uh, there's a lot of other, unre- you know, unpopular stuff about me that I think is pretty good. You know, I got these solar flares. Uh, you know, I can hang up on people's calls if, you know, if, if uh, like, and, and actually the moon laughed at that. And then the moon went and he said, uh, well, you know, yeah, I don't provide heat, but I provide light at night. Uh, and I provide a way for people to follow uh, some changes in time and uh, season as well. I'm associated with the highlights of seasons. And, uh, I, you know, I'm easier to look at, uh, which I think is important in this discussion. And, uh, and Sanders said, easy to look at uh and the moon just stopped and kind of glared at uh sanders uh and sanders sanders actually said proceed uh uh, and the moon stared uh and it's easy to look at uh and then uh, the moon kept staring easy to look at uh the moon was like are you auditioning uh, auditioning for a role or something easy to look at uh, and then the whole court cracked up with that one. And I said, by the way, Sanders, this is just how Sanders works. Uh, she doesn't even like, uh, she's like, uh, you're just here to t- take, uh, transcriptions of the thing. Like, don't worry about it. And, uh, finally what happened was, uh, you know, this was the one thing, like, uh, they said, well, I, I, like, I can't, like, they both, uh, said, can we just stop, please? Can we have a recess without Sanders here? I said, I'm afraid not. We have to have everything transcribed. Uh, I was like, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm thinking about extending this. We're supposed to be done in a few days, but I think we should extend this because you can't ha- unless we have a record of all these proceedings, uh, how could we ever determine, uh, something that's probably indeterminable anyway? And uh, he said, well, you know what, a great idea, though, Sun and Moon. Like, uh, let's stay here. And, uh, you know, just the three of us and then the um, uh, it's, it's the person with the judgment and the, and the peers and your representatives, they can all go home. No reason, if we have a record of all this, uh, everyone else could just review the record and go over things, you know, go over it themselves. Uh later on instead of having to sit here with the three of us and to work out uh you know a way we're going to determine how we're going to determine something that's probably indeterminable and then sanders said indeterminable uh, indeterminable because i i paused you know i'm not pausing now because i'm talking to you my dear listener and not to the sun and the moon and, and the gathered representatives. Uh, and everyone else was like, that sounds great. Uh, actually, yeah, we'd have a transcription. We're going to have a transcription of everything. And then, the, the oh, boy, like they said, well, how do we know that uh, Sanders, and then the, the, the person with the sound judgment said, Sanders is one of the most recommended uh, stenographers. Uh, and any, any, any layer of the transverse... Uh, so don't worry about it. Uh, also, it's being recorded, uh, and 
and then the sun and the moon started looking, and they made eye, like, not eye contact, because, you know, they don't have eyes, but uh, they started to kind of say, like, uh, how did the, 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 how did all this get started? And I said, uh, great question. Uh, how did all this get started? And then Sanders said, how did all this get started anyway? And, uh, and the, both the sun and the moon said, I don't even remember I mean, I think it was something about, uh, you know, it was some, you know, bad feelings on an equinox or, uh, or something. And I said, well, I, yeah, I said, we got to this place where it's like one of you has to be the best. Uh, and I guess we got to stay here till it's resolved. Uh, like, uh, either one of you is the best or, we just we determined to that it's indeterminable, and Sanders said indeterminable again, and then the sun and the moon looked at each other and they said indeterminable, and then Sanders said indeterminable, and the sun and the moon said indeterminate indeterminable. No, that's what I said. I said indeterminable, and uh, then the sun and the moon said unable to determine. And Sanders said, indeterminable, unable to determine. And they said, yeah, it's not, to, you're, you're to, like, uh, they said, uh, that that's, it's indeterminable. And I said, are you saying that we're not going to ever be able to determine which one to use better? Uh, and they, they said, correct, uh, correct. Uh, and so I said, are you have uh, come to the understanding that you're going to withdraw from this competition of who's better, the sun or the moon, and just uh, and be like, yeah, it's not. Just, it, sometimes you might have a different preference, but that's not something to be decided here in a way. And they said, indeterminable, Indeterminable, indeterminable. And then Sanders said that. And then that's how it got to, to, to determined that it was indeterminable. Maybe. I don't know if it's even the right word. Uh, and the, and that's how, why we still have a sun and a moon, luckily. Because holy mackerel. I mean, think about the ramifications we avoided. And it wasn't me. I mean, I know, you know, I'm going to probably get thousands of letters about how not once again, but occasionally I do something right by random process uh, or processes and, or I get lucky. But in this case, all the credit should go to Sanders. Sanders, she knew what she was doing. Uh, she was transcribing. She's the loudest transcriptionist in the world and just had to be herself. And it all worked out. Uh, so whether you're sleeping under the sun or the moon, uh, they're both pretty darn great. Uh, good night, everybody. All right, I want to thank everybody who became a patron recently. I want to thank uh, Kevin, Ann, and Tyler. Thanks, 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 and good night. Jarita, Jennifer, and Krista. Thanks, 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 and good night. Katie, Ted, and Janine. Thanks, 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 and good night. Anna, Drew, and Rachel. Thanks, 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 and good night. Locke, Janae, and Morgan. Thank you, thanks, 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 and good night. Paul, Trent, and Bella. Thank you, thanks, 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 and good night. 
Kimberly, Shannon, and Esther. Thank you. Thanks. 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 Good night. Lau, Carol, and Lou. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Good night. Scott, Ella, and Amelia. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Good night. Sarah, Nicole, and Vivian. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Good night. And Antoinette and Eco. Thank you. Thanks. 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 And good night. Uh, thanks everybody who supports the show uh, directly on Patreon or supports us on uh, Apple Podcasts or supports the sponsors. That's how we're able to come out for you free twice a week uh, and uh, really appreciate the support and, uh, and tons of other people do too. And, you know, there's a great free ways to help the show, uh, spreading the word, uh, letting people know about the podcast is a great way to do that. Uh, thank you uh, so much. And here's some Tuck You In sponsors that enable us uh, to grow all those archives. Thanks and good night. All right, everybody. Scoots here talking you in with this month in uh, Sleep With Me Plus, uh, audio news. Uh, we got a referral program going. If you want to sign up for that, you can always do that at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash refer. I'm going to run through all the content we put out um, this month on Sleep With Me Plus. If you're still waiting to transition on Patreon to Sleep With Me Plus, you got most of this stuff too. And uh, first, I'm going to start with uh, like the the podcast, the bonus uh, podcast uh, on Sleep With Me Plus. And I'm going to go in reverse. So this Saturday, uh, Posty's got a new series that comes out on uh, uh, every other Saturday, just about. And it's called Welcome to Scooterville. And he's real, people are really excited about this. Those are posty Super Deluxe episodes. Everybody that supports the show gets those in the bonus feed. And they're really fun. They're really cool and really creative. Uh, some people like listening to them during the day. Some people fall asleep to them. On last Thursday, TNG First Contact Part 2 came out for Boar Friends and Boar Besties. And uh, so it was coverage, two, two, uh, two-part coverage in January and February. Bonus episode covering the Star Trek The Next Generation movie contact, uh, first contact, excuse me. Uh, then Saturday, uh, oh wait, no, I'm, I'm scrolling too fast, sorry. Um, yeah, then Saturday, February 3rd was another posty Super Deluxe, Welcome to Scooterville episode. And, uh, yeah, that was all, everything in the bonus content feed. I think we got one more bonus. Uh, we got, um, some other stuff coming out. All intro, all night episodes. This is for, uh, boar buds and boar besties. Uh, it was deep value. And, uh, uh I don't know what the Patreon tiers were anymore. Deep value and ultimate value or something. So we had an all-intro episode come out February 8th, uh, and Big Farm in the Sky PI, all-night episodes, uh, the six episodes 6 or 13, that was part two, six hours and 18 minutes of Big Farm in the Sky PI. And then, yeah, this week, uh, another all-intro episode will come out. Another all-intro episode came out on uh, February, January 26th or 28th, I can't read that. Okay, and then the story-only feed and the ad-free feed on Sleep With Me Plus. You know, the, the story-only episodes and the um, ad-free full episodes come out on the same day. So if you're a story-only listener, you get those on the same day. Or if you're, like, you know, making playlists, um, 
So let's see. Those are two separate podcasts on Sleep With Me Plus, um, but same content. Uh, just uh, the story-only versions have no, well, obviously no ads, no theme music, no uh, jingle music, and no thank yous at the end and no intros. Just the story-only portion of the episode. Okay, so Sunday, 1239, Dessert Week. That was Great British Bake Off, episode six. Wednesday was Pup Pup Prodigy, our new series, Multiplex, episode one. Uh, February 11th was Wandering Towers, a board game unboxing. There's 1,253 episodes in this feed right now. Um, Sorry, I went off topic there. February 7th was uh, Tapestry which was for Valentine's Day in the public feed. And that was um, a TNG, like a, like a repeat of a TNG episode 560. February 4th, Roaring Twenties, Great British Baking You Off to Sleep, uh, episode 5, that's season 10, collection 7. Uh, 1235, January 31st uh, was... Uh, Notebooks of the Journey into the World of Friends. That was a series review. We'll kind of look at the making of that series. January 28th was uh, Romancing the Stone Tale of the Tape in anticipation of Argyle, uh, which you still haven't seen yet. Uh, that was, uh, and then uh, January 24th was Dairy Week, Great British Baking You Off to Sleep, Season 10, Collection 7, Episode 4. You can also see kind of we stick at the same kind of rhythm uh, for the most part of uh, a kind of random Trending Tuesday style episode that could be anything, the board game unboxing, tell the tape, uh, personal essay. Then um, we do uh, the written series. So we finished up Journey into World of Friends. Now we're starting Multiplex. Then a TV show recap uh, with Great British Bake Off. And, uh, yeah, what else? Uh, I think that's everything. What I record this week? Great question. This ended up being the week of Bring It On, uh, the cheerleading movie from 2000, by kind of by accident. Well, not even kind of by accident, totally by, like, uh, I did an episode I thought was going to be about Crayola crayons. Ended up kind of, I'm trying to imagine if there was a role-playing game based on the film that I'd never seen bring it on even though i quote the trailer all the time on this podcast then i watched over two episodes uh bring it on on mute uh and like kind of recorded kind of like a tv recap episode and um those uh like with with some kind of like well i rented the movie so Two out of two, two, one and a half episodes have good quality close captioning. But then my uh, rental ran out when I like I, I broke up the second episode into two parts. So the final uh, 25 minutes of the show, the movie, I didn't have the best close captioning, even though it was mostly action based. It was like the championship. But yeah, I'd never seen, I still never saw it. It's already been brought and. But, uh, I'll, you know, I'll look up the trailer later today just to see. And those will come out, I don't know, right now it's in February. I don't know, those come out March or April. 
And those will probably come out as TV recaps because we're still recovering, honestly, from the strike. And I'm still a little, um, you know, all the Great British Bake Off episodes we recorded before the strike. Uh, and so I'm still easing my way back into figuring out what our future of uh, TV recap style episodes is. So we have some interim content right now as I kind of uh, see what I'm comfortable with uh, and is sustainable for the long term of the podcast. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll go from there. And uh, um, yeah, I think that's it for now. I'm uh, glad you're all here. And uh, if you ever want to support the show directly, trying to put these at the end of the public episodes, um, just as an experiment so you can kind of get a better idea. Still a sleepy voice. But yeah, if you ever want to check out a seven-day trial at Sleep With Me Plus, it is a huge way to support all the work that goes into the show and make sure the podcast stays sustainable so that you can, you can rely on it and a ton of other people can rely on it. Um, and uh, yeah, you can do that at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. Uh, and then let me know what you think uh, or, or tell me so I can say thank you. Uh, thanks so much and good night.